just big. It's solar panels and batteries powering every Michigan business. It's a smart thermostat in every home. Consumers Energy making it happen. If you haven't heard, they're working hard to ensure Michiganders have access to sustainable, reliable, affordable energy. And you can learn more at consumersenergy.com slash clean energy. Uh, there was a lot of energy yesterday. Magic Johnson apparently came in to uh, campaign for Gretchen Whitmer. And some of the feedback was, hey, Magic, you haven't lived in Michigan in a long time. What's it to you? <laughs> His Michigan State Spartan team will be on the aircraft carrier on Veterans Day on uh, Friday in San Diego, America's finest city for what it's worth. Um, also, I see now Trafalgar has a final poll in the race for governor, and it has Tudor Dixon 48.5%, Gretchen Whitmer 48.2%. And uh, I would advise you that the governor herself said during that rally yesterday at Michigan State that this race is going to be decided by a few thousand votes. It's Michael Patrick Shields on Election Day. And uh, very happy to welcome back a man who's, I'm sure, in high demand today, Alan Sanders, former senior writer at Time Magazine and Professor Emeritus, political science at St. Peter's University in Jersey City, New Jersey. Welcome back to the airwaves, sir. Thank you. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm curious to know, which of the races are you most interested in? The New York governor, the Senate Pennsylvania, Los Angeles mayor, where huge amounts of money have been spent. Uh, some of those seem to be very interesting touch points. And do you find Michigan at all interesting at this stage? Well, I think Michigan is interesting in the sense that it's a close race, and that's true around the country. So because it's a close race and because there's so many around the country, there are really a lot of interesting races. Um, uh, most of uh, the congressional races that are kind of interesting because they're close are um, in states like uh, uh, there are Senate races in places like Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, certainly Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. Uh, in the governor's uh, races, uh, Michigan is interesting indeed because it's close, but also interesting is uh, Arizona, uh, because uh, there Kathy Hobbs is facing Carrie Lake, and as you know, Carrie Lake is a very charismatic uh, former uh, newscaster, and uh, uh, many people are saying that if Carrie Lake wins there, uh, she has a big future in the Republican Party. Some are even suggesting that she might be a vice presidential uh, uh, person uh, on any Republican ticket. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, the Senate is a close, is uh, where we really it's a t it could tip either way based on how things uh, turn out in the states I mentioned. Uh, the House is uh, kind of, uh, all the analysts indicate that it will tip Republican. But one important thing, Michael, that I think we need to uh, keep in mind in terms of history so that we can assess the success of both parties, uh, whether you know, you're assessing the winning party or whether you're assessing the losing party uh, as it comes out of tonight's elections. Um, historically, since 1934, uh, the incumbent presidential party has lost 28 House seats and it has lost four Senate seats. So you're looking at 28 as the number in the House uh, for the average losses going back to 1934, and you're looking for losses uh, in the Senate. So when all the tabulation is done, it'll be interesting to see how the average compares to what actually happened uh, today. Uh, and today, of course, is the only poll that matters. It's uh, the poll that has uh, people actually voting. If the U.S. Senate and U.S. House are controlled by Republicans, what are the next two years going to be like for President Biden? 
Well, whether the Republicans control one or both houses, I think uh, what you're really going to see is gridlock. I mean, a lot of people want change. They want this, they want that. Uh, the economy is um, high up on the agenda for many people as they go to vote. But essentially, if you're going to have a split government with a Democratic president and one or both houses in Republican hands, you're going to have gridlock. So what you'll see is a lot of messaging bills, bills that have no hope of getting passed by either party, but just to send a message going into uh, the next round of elections for the presidency. You'll see a lot of investigations. The Republicans have said they want to investigate many aspects of the Biden administration, and uh, you're likely to see uh, a lot of showdowns, uh, particularly over the debt limit bill. Uh, Republicans have said they were not going to vote to raise the debt limit unless there are certain things that are in the bill that they see as priorities. So the basic um, uh, outcome of all of this will be essentially gridlock and basically campaigning. It won't be, uh, uh, you know, advertised as such, but it'll be gridlock and campaigning uh, for the permanent presidential campaign of 2024, which will start tomorrow. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I guess that's the way it is these days. Is it so terrible for America that there's gridlock in uh, the levers of the House and Senate and the presidency? There are those different branches. Well, you know, it depends what you want What you want in the government. Uh, gridlock means that the checks and balances are working. Uh, that's what checks and balances mean, essentially gridlock. So if you believe that a small government is what America needs right now, a government that does as little as possible, then you'll be happy. If, on the other hand, you believe there are major issues, and it doesn't matter on which side of the political spectrum you, uh, you are here, if you believe there are major issues that need to be addressed, uh, whether there are conservative issues or uh, liberal issues, then you're not going to be happy because not much is going to happen. So it depends where, what you believe is the role of the federal government uh, as we go forward uh, for the next two years. There is going to be a whale of a horse race on both sides, is there not, probably uh, for the Republicans and the Democrats, as to who runs for the presidency next time around? Uh, I have a hard time imagining that President Biden will. He says he might. Uh, you would know better being from that part of the country. What do you think? How do you game it out now? Well, uh, it's hard to know. I mean, you know, if uh, Donald Trump actually runs, I think uh, President Biden will want to uh, shellac him again, uh, to use the words the Democrats like to use. Uh, um, but um, we'll have to wait and see. I think it really depends on uh, how Biden feels in terms of his polit the political realities, but also in terms of his age and his health. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's going to be an elder statesman, a real elder statement. So it's, it's hard to say. I would say this. If neither Trump nor Biden runs, but even if they do, I would keep an eye on some key governors, uh, both Republican governors and Democratic governors. I think if there is an alternative to Trump or Biden, uh, the candidates uh, that emerge will not come from the Senate. They will come from the governorship. So if you're looking at um, the Republican side, I think... You you can look certainly at Ron DeSantis. You can certainly look at Greg Abbott. If you're looking on the Democratic side, I think you can certainly look at um, uh, Governor Murphy here in my state of New Jersey. I mean, he's a, a sort of a dark horse person, but he certainly is interested. Uh, more prominent, of course, is Governor Newsom of California, and I think even Governor Pritzker of uh, Illinois. Uh, I would say this. If in Pennsylvania, and Pennsylvania is a really interesting race, by the way, if Josh Shapiro, um, who's a Democratic uh, uh, candidate, emerges victorious in the Pennsylvania governor's race, I would keep an eye on him, too. It might be too early for 2024 for him, but he certainly is a young guy, and uh, he's very uh, eloquent. Uh, so I would keep an eye on him, too, on the Democratic side. But, you know, I noticed uh, you did not mention Gretchen Whitmer. 
no, I don't think so. I think she faces a lot. I mean, she might be a vice presidential nominee. Uh, you know, sometimes you look for a vice presidential nominee to fill out geographically a ticket. Uh, but, uh, you know, if Biden decides to run, uh, I think he would be hard-pressed to replace Kamala Harris. I mean, I think it would be taken uh, as sort of uh, bad news for, uh, for Biden to, uh, you know, uh, go another way. Different, mm-hmm. different, of course, for uh, uh, former President Trump. He's made it quite clear that he has differences with Mike Pence, and, uh, and nobody expects Mike Pence to be on the Republican ticket if uh, President Trump uh, you know, gets the nomination. Thank you so much for the lively conversation. Alan Sanders wrote for Time Magazine, Professor Emeritus of Political Science at St. Peter's University in New Jersey in the East. It's Michael Patrick Shields on the radio stage everywhere on the great radio station you're listening to right now and at MIBigShow.com. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more, giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. So it's almost Thanksgiving. I'm in Dusty Cellar to collect a six for $66 club pack from Dusty Cellar. Matt Rhodes, though, is in the spirit of giving. Yes, Michael, this month with the club purchase, we'll be raising funds for Meridian Township residents that cannot easily purchase what they need for the holiday with matching funds to Meridian Cares. 33% of Meridian Township households struggle financially, and they can't even afford maybe basic needs like housing and food and health care. So Meridian Cares helps prevent neighbors in need from facing severe economic hardship like hunger and homelessness. Yes, Michael, so with each club pack, we're asking for donations to Meridian Cares of $1 to $10, and we'll match that donation to pass it on to Meridian Cares so more of our township residents can meet their needs. Well, thanks to you, Matt, at Dusty Cellar. I'm in with a club pack and a donation to Meridian Cares. So join me at Dusty Cellar for the 6 for 66 Wine Club, and you can support Meridian Cares, too. Thanks, Michael Patrick.